Welcome to the Gifts for Glory podcast, where we celebrate and promote men and women using their gifts for God's glory. Know someone who is making an impact for God's kingdom using their gifts, talents, and passions? We'd love to meet them. Send us an email at podcast at giftsforglory.com. That's podcast at gifts, the number four, glory.com. And now here is our host, Dave Ebert. We really appreciate you joining us uh, today. I want to remind you that uh, Walvers Crowley is on the Todd David Blaffer tour. Uh, we are doing a show for uh, Valentine's Day. Uh, check us out on uh, Saturday, February 11th at the STC Theater, formerly Vera Voce Theater in St. Charles. Uh, this is going to be for um, uh, uh, couples only. Uh, there's only 18 tickets remaining. So if you and your wife, you and your husband, you want to come out and enjoy a great night of comedy, celebrate what makes love uh, silly, but at the same time amazing. Uh, if you want to celebrate marriage, we that, that's what we're all about. We hope that you'll uh, come along with us uh, and uh, enjoy the show on uh, Saturday, February 11th at the STC Theater in St. Charles, Illinois. Tickets are $30 per couple. Couples only because we're celebrating Valentine's Day, and that's for couples if you're married, engaged, dating. Uh, we hope to see you there on uh, Saturday the 11th. So let's dive into our Devotions with Dave segment for tonight. And our Devotions with Dave uh, is coming uh, from uh, the book of James. And uh, a very powerful verse here. It uh, tells us basically how to fight the devil. Uh, we, we are to resist the devil and he will flee from us. Uh, we have that authority given to us uh, through the power of, of Jesus Christ. And you think about Jesus, how did he defeat the devil? He defeated the devil with the word. So the more that we stay in the word, the more that we're well, ready to resist the devil, the better off we are in fighting him because we have that authority. So many of us are afraid of the devil. and We should have a, a, a healthy fear of realizing that he is trying to defeat us. He is trying to limit us in our ability to make an impact for God's kingdom. But we should not fear him to where we're so paralyzed. We have the authority to defeat him. We need to humble ourselves before God and then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Uh, great words from James right there. Uh, many of us that have seen the movie War Room know that uh, Priscilla Shire's character uh, used that as a mantra to clear her home. And uh, it was just a, a powerful moment in that film. Uh, so again, James 4, 7. So the humble yourselves before God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And that is our verse of the night for our devotion with Dave. Are you looking for entertainment for a fundraiser, outreach, youth night, date night, or for a conference? Does your team need a way to improve team camaraderie, confidence, and communication? Well, look at Wellverse Comedy for a show, performance, or a workshop. Wellverse Comedy is Chicago's clean comedy team, and we're ready to serve you, your audience, or your organization. We've headlined our own shows at the Second City at Gutty's Comedy Club in Indianapolis and started our own TV show called His Line. And we've raised over five thousand dollars for charity in just the last two years we are now booking for your back to school bash fundraiser and even your holiday parties contact us today and let's see how a night of high energy clean original family-friendly comedy can make your next event memorable for all the right reasons connect with us on social media at wellversed cmdy that's at wellversed cmdy or online at wellversedcomedy.com wellversedcomedy.com for booking information email us improv at wellversedcomedy.com uh we're bringing in uh, a guest uh who uh, has been on here before uh but she just released a book the book is called i can i have i will 
Uh, you can find that on Barnes and Noble's website. You can find it on Amazon. Uh, just look up uh, the author's name, uh, Cassie Glow Novak, or you can uh, uh, look just for the title of the book. I can, I have, I will. Just came out at the end of the year. Uh, my wife Bobby has our copy, and uh, we'll be uh, definitely uh, enjoying that together. Um, it's a it's it's a great story, and uh, we're going to dive into some of that story here tonight. Uh, please welcome uh, my guest at this time, uh, Cassie Novak. Cassie, welcome to uh, welcome back to Gifts for Glory. Thank you so much for having me, Dave. It's great to be back on the show. I'm excited to have you, and I'm excited about this book. I had when, when we talked a, a year and a half ago, uh, or so. Uh, you mentioned having a book in the works, and then all of a sudden, I see the Facebook post like, "Oh, it's on this way. It's coming." It's like, "All right, she did it." Uh, so, uh, tell us a little <laughs> bit about the book and about the journey to writing the book. So, you know, I started public speaking. I want to say about 15 years ago not too long after my brain injury after winning miss silver springs for miss florida i was given a lot of speaking opportunities and then after having the naturally conceived identical triplets and doing even more speaking engagements i always had people ask me okay where's the book and i was like you know i'm gonna get there <laughs> but i was so busy and then we had two more kids and homeschooling and everybody knows life is just crazy. So I had kind of started working on it over, I'd say the last decade, but I really had to put it on the back burner a lot just with life. And then I wanna say about September this past year in 2022, I felt like the Lord just one evening when I was going through the word said, it's time. And I was like, okay. So I literally pulled out this old laptop that was covered in dust, trying to get the battery to work trying to pull up any notes I had worked on and copied, pasted, emailed it to myself and started working on it that night. And no joke, within the next 48 hours, had this unbelievable connection come to me by my publisher, which is Silversmith Press, Joanna Hunt, complete godsend. Ended up finding out that we were raised in the same hometown in Ocala and didn't know it. And just, wow. it was really strategic how the Lord had our paths crossed. Ooh. Uh looks like we lost connection with uh, Cassie. We'll get her back on in just a moment. Uh, just want to make sure that you know what to look for when you're looking online for the book. Uh, it's uh, I Can, I Have, I Will uh, by Cassie Novak. Uh, her husband, uh, Cliff, who was scheduled to be on the show, uh, unfortunately, due to travel, restrict, uh, travel complications, couldn't make it in time. Uh, but look for it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Uh, you can search it by her name or just by the title, I Can, I Have, I Will. And I know we have uh, Cassidy back with us. Let me bring her back into the show. All right, Cassidy, uh, Sorry we about lost that. you. I don't know if that was, yeah, I don't know if that was your end or my end or what. Um, but basically just started working on it and within a matter of less than two months, had it all the edits done, just the Holy Spirit writing through me. Um, what I really wanted to share in this book is not just about my miraculous healing, but about all of the trials that I have faced. It's, it was it was nerve wracking, Dave. I'm not going to lie. I felt like I was kind of bearing my soul to the world and releasing my diary out there for everybody. But I realized that I've gone through the pain that I've gone through with um, sexual abuse, with addictions, with um, eating disorders, severe depression, anxiety, and all these things that I have faced. I want it to be for a reason. I want to be able to use the pain that I've gone through to bring hope, 
healing and restoration to um, individuals out there. And that was the whole purpose of writing this book. And it, it's, and like you bring up, it's not that you just had the accident, which we talked about on, on your first appearance, but we're going to dive into it a little bit later with your testimony. But you've had yes. an incredible trauma that you've been through. Uh, and, uh, yeah. and it's only by the grace of God that you're able to be married with five children, uh, 15 Absolutely. chickens, cats, horses. Horses. And everything in between. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> we are a very lively bunch. <laughs> um, so would you yeah, say your audience? Go ahead. Oh, would you say your audience is more women who are are in your path, or is it? Uh, do you think it it will speak to anybody? You know, I had a couple of people ask me what my target audience is. I really feel um, it's not for younger kids, but it's definitely for teens up. And my incredible husband who has a testimony that is life-changing. I was so honored that he also wrote in the book with me. Um, he had a career at Louisville, was a lefty pitcher, and just has some great things that the Lord delivered him from with sexual addiction and different things. And, and we faced, oh my goodness, we have faced so much in our marriage and we even write in there. So it's not just for women, Dave. It's about anybody who needs to be set free, um, anybody who's holding on to that bondage or that shame or just the pain pain that they've gone through for them to know that God needs them now. He wants to use them in their mess. He gets greater glory in our weakness and in our failure. That's when we need a savior. And um, I, so I, I don't think it's just for women. I think it's, it's great for women because so many of us don't feel like we have a voice for what may have happened to us in our past with um, abuse and different things that have happened in our life. But I want it to also be for, for the men out there. Um, and I think that's great that Cliff has written in that. And I also want it to be a lifeline for those whose marriage is literally on the rocks and they don't see hope and they don't see a way to make it out. Cliff and I share so vulnerably what we have faced in our marriage and how by the grace of God, I can tell you that our marriage is stronger now than it was. Our love is stronger now than it was on our wedding day when we were on cloud nine. So blindly in love with each other. We've gone through so many trials and tribulations. And it's by the grace of God that we learned that anything and everything can be forgiven with the strength and the help from the Lord. And I think that's important, too, because... And I, I, I think it's fair to say that from the outside, it looks like you guys have it all, but you guys went through so yes. much to get there. And I think that it, it, yes. it's a, another case where you can't judge by the outside. It looks like you have to know that you guys fought and, and were, I, I would say, okay, it uh, looks like we lost her again, um, having some uh, technical issues. And it's because the enemy doesn't want this to go out there. So enemy, this testimony will go out. People will be blessed by it. And just like the uh, verse of the day uh, from James, we will humble ourselves before God and resist the devil. The devil has no place in this podcast, in this broadcast, in this conversation. Uh, you have no power over technical issues. Uh, we uh, claim that this show will go on and this story will go on. Uh, so I want to encourage everyone uh, to check out the book. Um, it's on uh, Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. I just looked by, uh, for the title, I Can, I Have, I Will by Cassidy Novak. 
such a powerful testimony of their story. Um, you know, Cassidy nearly losing her life. And we're, we're going to get into that uh, in just a moment once uh, we get uh, Cassidy reconnected. Uh, we're going to hear her, her testimony and her journey uh, of faith. Um, so uh, we are actually uh, members of Thrive Church in Lockport, Illinois. So if you are in uh, the Romeoville, Lockport, Joliet, Lamont area, and you're looking for a home church, we'd love you to join us at EncounterThrive.com is the our website. Uh, EncounterThrive.com uh, or find us on social media at EncounterThrive and that'll allow you to uh, connect with us and find our church. Uh, we meet uh, currently at the Delwood Park Community Center in Lockport and uh, that's where uh, that church body is where I'm at Cassidy and Cliff and and there are five amazing kids uh, naturally conceived identical triplets uh, and, uh, and a younger uh, a young girl uh, and a the youngest, the mayor, if you will, uh, is uh, little Clayton. And uh, they're a phenomenal family, a lot of fun. Uh, we really are, are blessed to have them at Thrive. And I uh, hope that uh, you, if you're in the area that you'd visit us and consider joining us. Uh, so still waiting for Cassie to try to reconnect. So let me pop up uh, the book so you know what it looks like one more time. And I'm hoping and I'm believing that, I'm hoping that it's, uh, at my end so we're having some technical issues on my side as well um so i uh, don't know where we're at so i hope that you're still able to watch uh, where we're at right now uh but uh i cannot have a will as a book title blooming through life's greatest tragedies uh, as a story cassidy glow novak uh and it's a great little uh it's a great book it's going to be a great read uh, you can buy it online now or if you're in the lockport area you pick up a copy Actually, no, you can't because they're uh, they're down in Florida. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, buy it on Amazon and or Barnes and Noble. And uh, also, I uh, want to uh, again, uh, while we have just a moment to uh, while Cassie reconnects, I invite you to our show on February 11th, and that will be the uh, Love to Laugh show starring Wellverse Comedy. Uh, that's coming up on uh, February the 11th, and it looks like we have Cassie back in studio. So let me bring her up. All right, Cassie, welcome back. I think the devil is trying to interfere with us a little bit too much. It looks like it's still interfering. Uh, can you hear me now? I don't know what's going on. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're trying, people. We're trying. <laughs> Oh, so I'm sorry, Dave. What was it that you were asking me about? Um, just, oh, you said it seems like we've got it all together. Um, isn't it so easy to look at somebody's life and think, wow, I just wish I could have that life? You know, comparison is such a thief of joy. Yeah. And with social media nowadays, everybody portrays their life to be um, picture perfect. And I try to be as raw <laughs> and real <laughs> and transparent as I can that we don't have it all together. We did not get here overnight. We even share about how we moved seven times trying to find a home and dealt with horrific landlords and mice infestation and mushrooms coming up in our kitchen. And, and we've gone through, we've had to walk through a lot to get where we are today. 
And um, so I think it's really good uh, to take the time to hear somebody's story and where they're at so that we can empathize with others, you know, and where they're coming from. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to dive in and uh, I know that uh, in many ways uh, for anybody that watched uh, our Mother's Day episode uh, in 2021, uh, but I want to uh, reshare your testimony, which is uh, a, a huge part of what uh, I Can, I Have, I Will is about. But for those that might uh, be interested in hearing your story, uh, tell us uh, how did you find your faith in Christ and how did that play into getting you past all the trauma, physical, emotional, and spiritual that you went through as a, as a young girl? So I was really blessed and fortunate that I was raised in a church um, and raised in a, an amazing Christian home, had a very supportive family, and um, the enemy is still real. He still goes around trying to steal, kill, and destroy. And um, I had actually dealt with sexual abuse as a, as a very young kid and had suppressed it and didn't even have recollection of it until after my accident. So that had manifested in different ways of um, anxiety. Uh, I struggled with pulling my eyelashes and eyebrows. I struggled with um, anorexia and bulimia. I started at age 14 and just was trying to figure out why I was such a mess. Um, my faith had not become my own. It had been, um, I guess you could say my parents' faith. And I was really wrestling through things um, when I was 20 years old. And uh, the day before my accident, I actually went down to the altar and was kind of just like, okay, God, you know, here I am. I've done things I never thought I would. Um, I'm a mess, you know. And at that point, I felt somebody touch the right side of my head. And I actually looked up because I thought somebody was trying to get my attention and nobody was there. And the very next day was when I was boating on Memorial Day 2004 and had done water sport activities my whole life, fell off an inner tube, uh, and on the third time hit something in the water. I ended up having such severe hemorrhaging in my brain. I was airlifted to Orlando, which saved my life. Um, they had to remove the whole right side of my skull. I have five plates holding it together to this day went through a series of seizures, was on breathing machines for days, was evaluated that I would need to go to a brain rehab facility for a minimum of three months to relearn everything. And that's when the list came. The list of the statistics that I would have speech impairment, that I would have trouble walking again, I would have a complete personality change, all these different things. And my family literally applied scripture to every new statistic that they were given. Um, are we going to believe what the doctors are saying? Or are we going to apply the promises of God's word to Cassidy's life? And they took turns reading the Bible over me, uh, which was the most calming thing I that I can tell you going through such excruciating pain. And the surgeon said it was literally like I was wearing a motorcycle helmet that there was no explanation that my skull was not caved in. So I believe that that day before my accident, that was the Lord's hand literally touching me and protecting mm -hmm. me. Um, so that really, um, when they were running down the hallway with me, um, I had a bright light overtake me. And the last thing I saw on a ceiling was a butterfly. Um, so those became just a huge thing. Uh, a butterfly symbolizes rebirth, new life. And, um, 
I think what we all need to pray for, if you have a person in your life or a child who maybe is struggling in their faith, I think the number one thing to pray for is that they have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Because when you have an encounter with our Lord, then nothing will shake your faith. No matter what you face, you know that you know that he is real and he is there for you. So that was, I think, what really brought me in to knowing that God was real. And not only was he real, he had chosen to spare my life and given me a second chance at life. And I saw things in a whole new perspective. Do you recall or do they tell you later that in the accident, had you ever like passed away or were you completely alive and, and conscious through the whole thing? So um, the first time I lost consciousness, I was actually under the water. Um, and when I came to, I realized I was face down in the water and not able to move. I felt arms go underneath me and yank me out of the water. And I actually thought it was one of the um, gentlemen from the boat that had like been my rescuer. And he said, no, 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 we were we drove, dove off the boat and we were trying to get to you in the water and watched you get lifted out of the water. So I know that was the hand of God. Um, another truly miraculous experience. Um, I was in and out of consciousness. Um, I do remember like certain things like feeling the wind and the loudness of the helicopter. Um, I can remember um, hearing people shouting and seeing my body convulsing on the table, but not feeling anything. Um, and then I, the last thing I, I they, they said I was about two minutes from death because you have a golden hour with severe head trauma. Within that hour, if you are not operated on, you will either go into a coma, which I was the first person at that time known in Florida to have had that extensive uh, brain injury and the surgery I had, and I did not go into a coma. So you go into a coma, you go into a vegetative state, or you, you die. So I was literally minutes from death. And I do remember the light overtaking me and there was just a peace and calm, but that's, I guess, the closest experience I had had to it for sure. How was the, the recovery? Because, you know, that, that much trauma seems like it would take years uh, to, to recover. How, how is the recovery? Okay. That's something I talk about in my book. So when you are a walking miracle, um, it's basically we put this kind of religious cap on to where it's like, oh, praise Jesus. We've got our Christianese out there. Everything's good. I've got no right to complain. I have been healed. I'm a walking miracle. But when you actually stare death in the face, it leaves a mark on you. It definitely changes you. And like six months after my accident was when I had full-blown memories and nightmares come back of the sexual abuse. So I was dealing with um, the physical trauma of a brain injury and pain that I've to this day have never experienced in my life and having to relearn to read. I had to relearn how to walk. What was amazing is I went to brain rehab and three days after going there, they sent me home because I tested above. It was just total miraculous God thing, but I still had to go back to college full time to keep my scholarships. And it was literally nosebleeds, ear bleeds. I could tell you when it was going to rain because the, the pressure shifted my head. So physically I was dealing with a lot of pain. Um, and then emotionally I was terrified 
I slept on the floor in my parents' room for quite some time. All of your senses when you have a brain injury or not even an injury like some type of severe accident, your other senses get heightened. So my my hearing was like I everything was so loud. My vision, everything was so bright and so fast. So I was really struggling, I guess, mentally to get back to the everyday was really hard. And that was extremely difficult then for me emotionally because I'm a very strong personality type, which is probably why I was able to overcome this with the help of God. Hence my title, I can, I have, I will, because they told me I never walk again. They told me I would never be able to run and now I'm a runner. <laughs> they told me that I would probably not have kids and I have five beautiful children, including a set of identical triplets. So when we're determined and with God's help, we can accomplish anything that is set out as a boundary or something that is trying to hinder us from becoming our full potential. But I, I would definitely say that emotionally, I didn't, I didn't make an effort to go through that and heal to probably the last 10 years of my life, Dave that long after my accident, because I felt like it was selfish to even go there. You know, you're, you're, you're healed. You're the miracle. So you have no right to be dealing with that inside. But I think it's really important that we take the time that when we have gone through something serious, um, a form of abuse, an accident, or how about losing someone or betrayal, I think it's really important that we take the time to allow ourselves to heal and to have grace for ourselves in the process and to get professional help if need be. If somebody who is a safe place for us to go to say, you know, I'm struggling with this, these thoughts, because I was wrestling with depression, Dave, for so long and felt like I couldn't even voice it or talk about it because I was a miracle. Yeah. Does that make sense? So it's yeah. really important that when we face something that you actually really need to face it personally. Yeah. And one of the things as you're talking, I'm thinking about the movie breakthrough about uh, uh, yeah. John Smith when he had that miracle and then he goes and tries to live his normal life. And there's people who are looking at him like, why did you survive? Why did you get the miracle? And I'm thinking that, you know, part I've of that. Gotten yeah, I've had people come up to me after I've been done speaking and said, okay, so that's great. But why did he not heal my niece or others? And I don't have the answer to that. And I very openly, honestly tell them, you know, how sorry I am. Because it's important that we take time to hear somebody and where they're at and validate their feelings because they're feeling that and that's wrong and that's real and the loss that they've gone through is real and i think it's good to explain to them that we have no idea why some receive the healing and others do not but what we can trust in is that god sees the whole picture i believe one of the main reasons why he did spare my life is that my um all my children all my children but my um my identical triplets, I believe they have a huge call on their life. Um, anybody who knows them knows that Christ is just in them. They're, they're called the sunny delights. And I think the enemy was out to destroy me from day one because he knew that lineage that was going to come forth from me. And um, I think that we have to remind others who have not received that same miracle 
to not lose hope and heart because God does see the whole picture and he can still do something incredibly beautiful, even through that tragic loss. If we let him, that's what the whole point of this is. It's blooming through life's greatest tragedies. The tragedies are going to come. There's nothing we can do to stop the tragedies from coming. But like it talks about, I love that your devotion was in James because James is my favorite book of the Bible. The tragedies and trials will come. It's what we do with them. And we can become the most best version of ourself if we simply allow the refining process to turn us into being more Christ-like, to having the image of Christ. We can't control what happens to us, what people do to us, but we can control the way we respond to those situations and how we choose to move forward when those situations come. And there's such importance in finding that healing and allowing God to work these things out uh, because it, it's kind of a, it's a cliche you see on Facebook, the, uh, the concept of if you never allow yourself to heal, you'll bleed on people who never cut you. Oh, that's good. Yeah. The and hurt the people idea. hurt people. Right. And when you don't heal, when you don't allow yourself to reach that point, then you run into the fact that in many ways, there's still, uh, and we, uh, we'll get Cassie back on in just a moment, but speaking from my own experience, in many ways, because of my failed marriage and things, you know, I that brought a lot of baggage that, that Bobby has to uh, deal with. Uh, so as I heal and I let go of that, those bags, I'm more able to be a better husband for Bobby. And now we've got uh, uh, Cassie back. Um, sorry about that. Um, yeah, a comment from, right, we just roll with it. We just yeah. go with it. <laughs> That's why it's great yeah, to be an I improviser. Yeah. Good thing you do improv. <laughs> so uh, Kimmy's words uh, coming in a few moments ago saying exactly how she feels as an RFK director. Uh, yeah. So she was just saying thank you for uh, what you were saying a moment ago because if she, you know, we've had her on on, on this show as well, sharing her testimony. And yes, she's somebody that's been through some serious testimony. trauma. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I was talking actually with, um, I spoke at a women's conference uh, a couple weeks ago in Alabama. And my greatest takeaway from that was I had women from 12 to 92 there, which is so awesome. But I had three different women just come up and they had carried around the bondage and weight of a mistake that they had made that they had never felt that they could just talk about to anybody and forgive themselves for. Um, so when we're healing, it's so important that we get that out because what we can't talk about has power over us, whether it's an addiction, whether it's um, unforgiveness to somebody, um, even unforgiveness towards ourselves. It's really important that we're able to get all that that out to release it to God to invite him into the trauma to heal us and then use what we have gained from that to turn around and help somebody else it's exactly what Kimmy's doing with RFK we, we've been allowed to go through certain pains for a reason and it's to help somebody else when they are feeling completely hopeless to let them know there's always hope there's a lifeline Amen. So uh, I want to encourage everyone to pick up the book. Uh, and if you know somebody that has been through trauma in their life, no matter what it may be, 
Yes. I encourage them to read the book. Uh, Find I Can, I Have, I Will on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Uh, and you also uh, reach out to uh, Cassie directly for uh, booking for speaking at your women's conferences at your church. Yes. Uh, you can email her Cassidy Glow Novak at gmail.com. And all that's in our show notes. So if you want to check out uh, the notes to get all those links, uh, they're there. But uh, I want to encourage you to uh, to let people learn because when you when Cassie comes on here or when Kimmy has come on here before, everyone else comes on the show and brings light to their testimony, it takes away the power that the enemy might try to use against anybody that has experienced something similar because darkness cannot survive in the light. And the more light you shed, uh, the, the less power and territory the enemy can possibly have. That's really good. Yeah, for sure. So Cassie, I, I want to transition over. Uh, absolutely. I, I appreciate the book and the fact that you're, you and Cliff are both so vulnerable and open. And like you said, it could be yeah. it's a book for men as well to see, you know, all sides and get you know, just that understanding that. That God can heal if you let him, he's not going to force his way into healing. He's not going to uh, mm. mandate that you uh, do it. He's just saying, hey, I'm here. I'm willing to help. I'm willing to heal. But you've got to open the door. You've got to let him in uh, and yeah. uh, I, I hope that, uh, that as many people that need that healing that revelation can uh, find the book and be encouraged by uh, by your close story um, Me too. because yeah our hope is that it gets in as many hands and hearts as possible um, to bring just healing hope and restoration and, and the thing is from what I understand, you know, Amazon and through Barnes and Noble, also personal. This is not a money-making venture for the Novak family. This is no. you putting your book out there to try to heal people and try to see people delivered from this. Yes, um, I've even I had no control over um, the the price or anything online. So I've even bought books personally, and I'm willing to. I, I've given them to a couple people, or just to cover our cost. It is just we want it to help as many as possible. So feel free to email, contact us if, um, and we would love to get it in your hand to help you for sure, or if you know of somebody that needs it. Great. So Casey, I want to uh, wrap up with our final two segments. Uh, so I know you have five kids there that are supposed to be asleep, but they're probably listening at the door, like, "What's mommy talking about?" Um, so. They asked me, why are you all dolled up? Are you going somewhere? <laughs> Daddy's not here. Why are you dolled up? <laughs> right. <laughs> so we'll end with our uh, uh, interrogation, which is seven random questions that otherwise wouldn't fit in the conversation. And then at the end, I'll ask you your wise counsel for anyone that uh, wants to use their gifts for God's glory. So here we go with the interrogation. <laughs> so first question is um what makes you laugh oh my goodness my kids hands down they are hilarious each of them in their own way but especially the two little <laughs> they keep me in stitches <laughs> right and uh, question number two uh what's your favorite comfort food cheesecake <laughs> <laughs> I love cheesecake. It was even our wedding cake. But like if I'm not feeling good or I'm really sad, 
Chinese food is my go-to. <laughs> Right. Love me some Chinese what's the, food. <laughs> what's the best Chinese place in Ocala? Oh my goodness. I haven't really found one yet. <laughs> so there's a couple letter up the road that I'm going to try out one more time. So I can't put that out there yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so question number three, uh, with whom do you most identify in scripture? Hmm. That's a good one. I, I really, James and first and second Peter are like mirror images. So I would say anybody in those <laughs> really, really minister to me a lot. Yeah. And question number four, question number four is uh, what's a talent you have that few people have seen? Um, I'm a horseback rider. Um, I got my first horse when I was five and my first broken arm when I was five. <laughs> so I've been riding my whole life and I still do with my kids. I'm looking forward to, um, hopefully this Wednesday, taking them to, uh, a relative's lake house to swim our horses in the lake. So oh, horseback wow. riding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, question number five, where would you most like to visit in this life? Paris. That is a bucket list item for me, for sure. I've been to Italy and Greece and different places, but I have not been to France. So I would like to go to France and Paris. All right, and this next question, question number six, uh, it, it could go one or two ways. It would be something good that you just want to relive, or it could be something bad that you'd like to go back and kind of fix. Uh, if you oh. could go back and relive a moment, what is that moment? My wedding day. It was all I could have hoped and dreamed for and tried to be really present in the moment. But like, I think I would appreciate it that much more with what I've gone through in life and where I'm at now. We're coming up on our 17 year anniversary. So I'd like to go back to my wedding day. And I agree with that. I think when you're in the moment, it becomes such a rush and a blur that in many ways you miss the moment to really enjoy it because you got to yeah. say hi to every relative, every every friend. Yes. And you don't really get to really enjoy the moment. Um, but I, I guess yeah. that's probably what, what the honeymoon is for. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, final question of the interrogation. Um, as it comes up. Come on. Uh, what is uh, something that you would most like to accomplish in 2023? So I already feel like it's huge for me to even be able to say this about myself, but I feel really proud of myself, um, just of where I am in my healing journey and that I was able to bear my soul. Um, I'm super honored. It's already been number one new release three different times on Amazon, but it would be really, really awesome if um, the Lord just took it and ran with it. Um, where, I mean, like, I hate to even be like New York times bestseller or anything like that, but it's just that we really want to get that out there. So I think I would just really like the Lord to take it and run with it. That would be awesome. If, uh, the, the right person picks it up, yeah. if the right person picks it up, are you <laughs> open to a screenplay and a, and a film made out of it? Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. And it's so funny you said that because my brother, 
<laughs> he was like, you know, you didn't describe your brother as like strikingly handsome and said it was kind of like the one with the good personality. So I want to have a say in who plays me in the movie. <laughs> so, yeah, that would be great. I would love that. <laughs> So who plays you in the movie or would you want to take I your don't own know. No. <laughs> Definitely not. I mean I am very theatrical so that would be cool. But I don't know. It would have to be somebody who is um emotional <laughs> like I am and funny and just able to empathize with others, you know, so that would be a really cool thing to kind of coach somebody through that. And it would be really weird <laughs> all at the same time. <laughs> Who plays Cliff? It would have to be somebody very handsome for sure, because he's, he's, you know, he's my dream come true. So I, I'm sure he would want to say so in that as well. <laughs> so maybe I need to start putting some thought into this. <laughs> In my mind, I'm thinking uh, Sandra Bullock and Jim Caviezel. There you go. I'm sure he'd be like, how about Ryan Reynolds? Or, <laughs> so, yeah, it would be fun. <laughs> All right. So the uh, final, final question I always ask is for anyone that's looking to use their gifts, talents, and passion uh, to honor God and bring him glory, uh, what would your wise counsel be for them? Oh, to not delay. Do not think you have to get it all together. Um, you're valuable now. You're valuable exactly where you are in this very moment in time. Um, you're, you all have, a, everybody has a story. It, it doesn't matter how insignificant you may think it is. Um, I've talked with so many people who have been like, well, I don't have an incredible story like you do. That doesn't matter. You have something to share that will help somebody that maybe my story can't reach. We all have something to share, but we have to be willing to look for those divine appointments and moments in time to slow down in the craziness of life and the chaos and take the moment to look around and go share with somebody who needs that encouragement today. So that would be my number one thing to say. Don't wait till you think you have it all, all together and, and start living your life now. Right now is your best gift you've ever been given. It's That's why it's called the present. Right now, today, start living your life to its fullest because you're not guaranteed tomorrow. You're not even guaranteed the next hour. So don't delay. If you need to make amends with somebody, do it. If you need to forgive somebody and they've never asked for your forgiveness, don't wait another day. Forgive them. If you need to confess something to somebody and repent of something, don't wait another day. Be used now and let your biggest present to this world be to share what you have to share with them. Yeah. That's a good word. And it's not always so much to, to do those things because you might not have another day, but if you are needing to be reconciled right. with someone, they're not guaranteed another day. And there's yes. no more exactly. painful regret than not making amends with somebody that, that, that passes away. So uh, good yes. stuff. Uh, invite everyone to uh, purchase the book on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. I Can, I Have, I Will, Blooming Through Life's Greatest Tragedies. Uh, Cassie, Amen. thanks so much for uh, coming back on and sharing your thanks story. Thanks for having me. It was great. And I look forward to hopefully you can interview Cliff sometime when he's not driving. 
<laughs> we will get Cliff wow. on, and I will grill him even harder, and then uh, find oh, out well, any mistakes. It'll be like so, things uh, like, "What is so amazing about your wife?" <laughs> oh, well, Kimmy's words to suggest that uh, Candace Cameron Bure should play you. That's good. I like that, Kimmy. That's a great idea. And I love her. I love all of her books. So I would love to be able to meet her. So that would be great. All right, Lord, are you listening? It's time to open those divine appointment doors. <laughs> and that, that automatically rules out Kirk Cameron as uh, as Cliff. Yeah, that would, that be, would be, yeah. <laughs> I think so. Oh. All right. Well, Cassie, thanks so much. Uh, we Happy will be talking day. to you guys soon. We miss the triplets and yes, Cora and, and, and little Clayton, the mayor. Yes. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> everyone watching, thanks well, so much for joining us. We love you guys so much.